0: To the Yogi Fuel Podcast, the podcast where we share the knowledge of yoga and Ayurveda mixed with modern science to help you learn and embody ancient wisdom in a practical way to optimize your health, deepen your spiritual practice, and step into your peak potential. I'm your host, Mel Singh. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that this episode of the Yogi Field Podcast is brought to you by our Chaos to Calm Masterclass. So if you are a yoga student, a yoga teacher, or a spiritual seeker who is curious about diving deeper into Ayurveda, into learning the ancient system of mind-body-spirit healing from India to not only create shifts in your own life to reduce stress and anxiety and cultivate more energy, but to deepen your personal practice and elevate your teaching, then this class is for you. So on October 18th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm going to be sharing with you the potent foundations of Ayurveda in our free hour and a half webinar. So we are going to go into the basics of Ayurveda, understanding the doshas, and ultimately how these energies, when imbalanced, are actually the root cause of disease and suffering. We're going to learn the key pillars from ayurveda to create lifelong shifts and how to support our body which in turn ultimately supports our mind so if this appeals to you i invite you to go ahead and register in the show notes if you're not able to make it live due to timing or wherever it is that you live there will absolutely be a replay mailed out to you the next day so no worries around that go ahead and register. We've got you. And if you know someone who would love this masterclass, who would be super into it, who's been, you know, wanting to learn Ayurveda or who's in your community, I would really appreciate you sharing it with them too and letting your community know. All right. That is all for now. And we will get on with this week's episode. What I want to quickly share about with you today is a little bit more about intermittent fasting and why I chose to stop intermittent fasting um, after I really started to align with Ayurveda. Um, I want to share with you a little bit more about that specific to me. I want to talk a little bit about intermittent fasting from an Ayurvedic lens, because there certainly is a time and a place. Um, however, I think that in you know, the world of social media, in the land of like social media influencers, and you know, a lot of us, I, you know, I, used to be, um, I used to be someone who would do this, who would get a lot of my you know, nutrition advice before, of course, I became a nutritionist and Ayurvedic counselor. I would see what people were doing on social media, I would see these trends, I would like hop on the bandwagon, like I've done all the diets, like the paleo and the, I haven't fully done keto, but I've done all these different kinds of of diets, really hardcore, tried some of these different modalities, really hardcore. And I, I sort of went on this journey of feeling into what worked for me. And if you've heard my story about nutrition and Ayurveda, for me, it wasn't until I really learned Ayurveda and I got this distinction and understanding that there is no one size fits all approach to really anything, but especially nutrition as well. This is when I really started to see things shift for myself in the context of my relationship to food and my relationship to like even my rituals and routines around food. And So I guess I'll share with you to start, like a little bit about my journey with intermittent fasting. And don't get me wrong, I have experienced really great benefits from intermittent fasting early on as I started taking on intermittent fasting. Let me take it back. If you're not super clear on what intermittent fasting is, It's essentially the idea that we have a a set eating window and we have a longer sort of fasting window. And this can be a really good thing. So for example, you would choose to eat between say like noon and 8 p.m. and you'd have a 16 hour fast. This is like one of the common sort of ratios of intermittent fasting that we see is this like 16, eight ratio. So you're fasting for 16 hours, you have an eating window of eight hours. And on paper, this is actually very good for digestion in, in a lot of ways. The same way that we want to give ourselves a break and the same way that we sleep and we need rest, so does our digestive system. So Ayurveda has never been a fan of like snacking all day, you know, or like eating and grazing throughout the day. Ayurveda is a big fan of fasting. There's like a time and a place, um, and Ayurveda on some level would recommend intermittent fasting. However, Ayurveda would say it depends on the individual. It depends on you, your dosha, you know, and. What's going on in your life, right? The other thing that's so interesting to note is that the way that we might want to approach intermittent fasting is not going to be the same throughout every season of our life. The way we approach anything and everything is not going to be the same in every season of our life because we are dynamic beings, who are interacting with the world around us, who are interacting with the seasons, who are interacting with the circumstances around us. And so to say, number one, that there's this one size fits all approach, everyone should do intermittent fasting and they should all do it this one way is not ideal. And the idea that we should do it all the time, you know, every day for the rest of our lives in every season is also not ideal, right? Ayurveda is a big fan that we are, like I said, we are dynamic beings who are interacting. Our nature is interacting with the nature around us. And so we want to be really, really mindful of that. Okay. So going back to my story, (laughs) I did intermittent fasting for so many years. Um, it was definitely something that again, early on as I was doing it, I felt a really great benefit from it. My digestion was good. It definitely supported me with being regular. I definitely felt like I had more Energy. I felt like I had more clarity. One of the beautiful benefits of fasting is that it helps to remove ama or toxic buildup from the body, right? So this you know, subtle metabolic waste that can build up in us, it's really great for that. However, so yeah, so I had a lot of energy. My digestion was feeling great. It was all good. However, as I progressed through deepening into my practice, deepening into my motherhood, because that's a real thing, <laughs> and just as time went on, I started to feel a bit off. I started to feel really hungry in the mornings and I would just, and Ayurveda says, we want to eat when we're hungry. This is a sign. Your body is telling you something. Your body is communicating with you. And I'm someone as well, just to give a context, I eat very clean. I I eat very healthy. So sometimes the body might be like, eat eat sugar, eat lots of cupcakes. Like that's a whole other thing. We actually might want to cleanse and kind of reset the body if that's the case. But my body was telling me something. My body was telling me that I was feeling hungry in the morning. I started to feel more tired. I started to feel a little bit dizzy, kind of lightheaded. I was starting to feel a little bit weaker. And initially, what I did not do is fully listen to my body. I tried to override what my body was telling me. I slipped back into some sort of subtle disordered eating patterns. And here's the thing about disordered eating that's really sneaky is it's not always severe disordered eating. It's not always not eating at all like anorexia it's not always you know binging and purging if you're not familiar there is a uh, a category of disordered eating called orthorexia okay which is a a class of disordered eating where we become obsessed with eating clean and so these subtle that is definitely something that i have for sure struggled with in my life right when we learn these distinctions we learn about healthy eating clean eating clean living we can become really obsessed with it in an unhealthy way And so instead of honoring what my body was telling me, I became sort of like obsessed with just ignoring my body and staying the path because nope, intermittent fasting is good, intermittent fasting is good, intermittent fasting is good. At some point I started to really feel tired. I was really feeling it. I was, you know, my body was asking me like, hello, we need to eat, like I'm, I'm feeling hungry. And so I decided to do as I always do, look into what Ayurveda says about this, right? And I started to tune into my own wisdom. I started to take my own medicine, the medicine that I would give to my students if they had asked me what should I do in this situation. And what came through and what I started to realize was I was in a very vata, dysregulated state. My nervous system was not happy. My nervous system was very overwhelmed. And intermittent fasting being a very, and this is where I'm gonna take it even back a step, why understanding Ayurveda, getting the distinctions, getting the energies and the qualities that are related to the doshas is very important. Because what I could see was I was, it was depleting me. It was no longer supporting me and building me up. It was too depleting for where I was in my life. As like a mother who was like, you know, breastfeeding her child, you know, who was doing this really intense practice, who was stressed from doing all of the things, it was too depleting. And it was hard for me to, to kind of move into seeing like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Because also what can happen, I'll just get really vulnerable for you, is you feel really you you do feel good. You feel, you don't feel super bloated when you intermittent fast. It feels nice to like have that break and you feel like skinny. You feel, you feel good, you feel you know, light. And then you know, maybe if you eat something that's not so good, you might feel a little bit bloated, or you have that sort of heavy feeling. And that was something that I liked to feel. I liked to feel that feeling. I liked to feel like, you know, really cleansed in the morning. But at some point, I knew I had to take my own medicine. And I knew that I had to change up the way that I was doing things. And that's when I really started to say, okay, let me try eating a little bit earlier. What if I shortened my fasting window? And so I shortened my fasting window and magical, I was talking about my Ayurveda experiences, like magical rainbows and unicorns exploding. It was great. It actually felt so much better. Um, I started to feel more nourished. I was actually having more food throughout the day And I was actually losing more weight. I started to feel like I had more energy. My bowel movements became more regular. It was great. And this doesn't mean that I like, you know, graze throughout the day. It doesn't mean that I, you know, have a really, really short eating window. But what I, and this is something that we go deeper into in embodied Ayurveda that I I really support my one on one clients with understanding, is that when Ayurveda looks at intermittent fasting, we're actually looking at it in terms of what we call rhythmic eating. So supporting our digestive system in having some level of rhythm. Yes, we're having like a break from food. Yes, we're having some sort of a fast, but it's not as extreme as like hardcore intermittent fasting. So now I probably fast for like 13-ish hours. I eat a lighter earlier dinner, which is like a key Ayurvedic habit. Um, And I fast for about 13 hours and I wake up in the morning. This is the thing too with Ayurveda, is that sometimes it contradicts what some of the sort of more modern nutrition fads are saying, right, which is that, You know, okay, in the morning, you want to, you know, you want to fast until noon. That is really, really hard, especially for someone who wakes up at like 5 (laughs) a.m. That's really, really hard. Ayurveda says you actually want to feel hungry like an hour or so after, like an hour or two after you wake up when the sun rises. This is when Agni rises, right? Agni is sort of mirrored by the sun. Sun is rising and waking up. I notice that I start to feel hungry as soon as it becomes light outside, right? Ayurveda says we want to have the biggest meal of our day at noon, which is when the sun or like, you know, between noon and like 1.30, which is when the sun is at its highest, which is when Agni is at its strongest and that we want to have a lighter, earlier dinner because the sun is going down at night and our Agni needs to sort of ease into it. And so the more I started to align with this natural rhythm, the more regular my digestion was, the less inflamed I felt, the less bloated I felt it was like a magnifique, right? But it was very important for me to really feel into that distinction and the, and the understanding of Ayurveda and its qualities to realize, oh my goodness, on every level, and what's super interesting about this actually is that me being in a vata space was more in the mind and the energy than in the body. And so this is very important to understand from an Ayurvedic lens is that the way that for me personally, I mean, vata is going to affect us in the body. I mean, it might look like bloating. It might look like arthritis, depending on how sort of deep it is, osteoporosis, things like that. But I started to feel it in the mind. And very seldom in Western medicine do we see the state of the mind as in any way connected to our food. We don't necessarily see that link. But what I saw and what I know to be true about vata dosha, right? If you've heard me talk about vata, I'll I'll give you the Coles notes here. Vata is the air and ether element, okay? And when vata is aggravated, it's the aggravated wind element, okay? So imagine like big tornado in, 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 in the mind. And that tornado wreaks havoc on the level of the body and the mind. And oftentimes we see it, I felt it, in terms of my mind, my nervous system feeling all over the place. And so, like I said, we don't necessarily think that, oh, the food that we eat is going to have an impact on that energy, but it does. Specifically, one of the things that helps to calm that chaotic, erratic wind energy, right? The secret sauce of Ayurveda says that like attracts like, and opposites balance. So if we want to calm an erratic energy, what do we need to do? We need to do the things of the opposite. We need to ground. Vata dosha loves consistency. So in embodying consistency in all the areas of our life, we're going to calm vata. So in embodying consistency, regularity, nourishment, within the way that I choose to relate to food, the way that I'm eating, the timings that I'm eating, this is going to help to calm vata dosha. This has helped immensely <laughs> to calm my stress and anxiety. Um, it's, it's helped immensely. And again, like I said, this arises out of the deep understanding, not even necessarily the deep understanding, the foundational understanding of Ayurveda. Because when we start to have these distinctions and we start to witness it in our lives and witness how these things show up in our lives, then we get to be in control. We get to understand what it is that we need, we, we need to do to change. So Ayurveda, in my so humble opinion, gives us two things. It gives us the awareness, the ability, the understanding, the knowledge, the wisdom to become aware of like, huh, this energy seems to be showing up, and it gives us the medicine, it gives us the remedy. Okay, and we need both. And when we have that wisdom, that self-awareness mixed with the remedy, We can be our own healer for the most part. Of course, we need guides, we need supports, we need external people. I'm a huge believer in that. I have coaches, I have healers and people that I see because I do believe that you can't always see the forest through the trees. Like when you're in it, it's hard for you sometimes to to see your own stuff, to see all of that stuff going on. I think it is important that we learn those foundations and those fundamentals of being our own healer so that we can take control back over our own health and wellness, over our own body, um, over our own over our own selves. We don't always need to rely on other people. We do have the wisdom, Ayurveda's known for thousands of years that this body, this mind has the innate intelligence to heal itself, that nature has the innate intelligence to heal itself for the most part, caveat for the most part. Of course, there is value in, like I said, getting support from other people, Western medicine, 110%, but the foundations of what we do on a day-to-day basis. The foundations of taking control on like a more holistic level of our stress, of our anxiety, that will allow us to go deeper into our practice. In my also humble, in my also humble opinion, um, Ayurveda really, really supports us in doing that. So I feel like I should summarize this a little bit because I started talking about intermittent fasting and then I kind of went on a, went on a big tangent about about Ayurveda here. But the Cole's notes is there is no one size fits all when it comes to intermittent fasting. We really want to pay attention. To our body, how it feels in our body, are we feeling vibrant? are we feeling energized or are we feeling a little bit off? right We want to understand how everything that we do is going to affect the mind body complex, the food that we eat, the practices we do, how we schedule and you know um, how we move through our day this is all going to affect the doshas and so what I maybe want to do is giving you some sort of recommendations for intermittent fasting. If it works for you, and this isn't to say, by the way, that a 16-8 fast is not a good idea. It's a it's a, it's a great idea for some people, but it's not a great idea for all people. Um, so you can definitely start slow. You can definitely start with maybe like a 12-hour fast, right? Stop eating at 8 in the evening and then start eating at 8 in the morning. Start there. See how it feels. Slowly increase your fasting time by like 30 minutes, but continue to be tuned into how you're feeling in your body, is my digestion getting regular? Because here's the thing too, I see a lot of people who come into my world who do these fancy schmancy nutrition protocols and everything's feeling really good, but they're not pooping. And if you are not pooping, that is a problem, okay? Because that is where we eliminate our waste, we eliminate our toxins. That is where we get rid of all of the things. So the number one thing I always say to people is that you wanna, you wanna regulate your bowel movements, okay? So we wanna be pooping like one, maybe two times a day, like a big a big one in the morning, <laughs> maybe like a smaller one in the afternoon. Um, but we do wanna become more regular with our um, with our digestion and with our bowel movements. So that's a really good sign that whatever you're doing is working. Um, and if it's not working, please do, please let me know. <laughs> so if you're listening to this on the live, you, could, uh, you can write a comment if you want. You can send me a, a message. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you can also uh, send me a message over uh, on Instagram. It's probably the best place to reach me. And I'm happy to support you and guide you. Um, this is something that we go over a lot more in detail within Embodied Ayurveda. Um, And that program will be launching again in the next couple weeks. But if you are keen and curious and interested in learning a little bit more about Ayurveda and going into some of the solid foundations within Ayurveda, Really learning those fundamental principles, understanding how Ayurveda can support you in calming your anxiety, calming the mind, calming the stress, and really stepping into more energy so that you can go deeper into your yoga practice, deeper into your teaching, and to support people more. You know, really stepping into that purpose. I'm going to be hosting again. I'm I'm revamping it. My chaos to calm masterclass. So this is going to be happening on October 18th at 7:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is simultaneously 5 a.m. Indian Standard Time. Because I'm a crazy person who likes to wake up at that time. <laughs> it's just you know I'm like fresh. I'm fresh in the morning. It's early. It's the first thing. You know things haven't happened in the day to throw me off. It's like the it's it's my me time. Okay, it's by, and it's actually a sacred auspicious time, Brahma Muhurta calm time in the morning it's the perfect time for me to share this wisdom with you so that's going to be happening October 18th 7 30 p.m eastern time which is also 5 a.m Indian standard time the next day so it'll be October 19th 5 a.m Indian standard time a replay will be available for you if you're not able to make it live so if you're keen and you're curious and you're interested go ahead and register I will send out a replay to you This is going to be, like I said, I'm switching it up a little bit, but it is packed with the wisdom and the foundations of Ayurveda that if you are curious about understanding this a little bit more and understanding it more from like a spiritual lens as well, from more of like that mind-body lens, more from understanding how to support the mind through the body, then this is for you. Um, So I've got a link here in this Facebook Live that will take you where you can register. If you're listening to this in the podcast, there will be a link below so that you can register And I hope to see you there. It's going to be a blast. It's always really fun. (laughs) So yeah, so go ahead, register for that. If you have any questions about it, let me know in the comments. And I'm happy to answer. So I hope you all have an amazing day. And uh, I'll see you soon.